0: Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We're your hosts, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover.
1: Yep. We're so glad you're with us, and it is spring here Mm. in Georgia. Beautiful. It's yep. beautiful outside. But that also means it's like 40 degrees in the morning when you get up and you Very have, to cold. have to send the kids to school in shorts and coats. Because <laughs> by lunchtime, it's 80. They're
0: off and they're stuffed in and their they're... backpacks. And then they lose them for like a week because they're Uh-oh. stuffed in their backpacks and they forget they're in there. Yeah.
1: Well, that's but, the weather. But it's awesome. It's awesome. and But you know what it also means? That we're watching a lot of 9U Baseball yes yep our son Colby who we've mentioned before plays on a little instructional league team um here nearby and it's so much fun to get out and just watch him and and you're you're helping coach him
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah me coaching I mean I love baseball I you know grew up playing it and all that kind of stuff but Let's be honest. I stand out there, and I crack jokes. and. Okay, so you keep the coaches entertained. Yeah. It's fun, though. I get to spend time with Colby and the kids. They're great.
1: Yeah, and we get a great time with the families there. We love them, the baseball team. It's
0: good. But we're going to say this. Um, Our coach, I mean, our our team, our coach is great, Um, less me. I'm not. (laughs) But um, the team is not. (laughs) They're great kids, but...
1: They work really they're, hard. They're getting
0: better. They're getting better. But we just don't win many games. You
1: know what's amazing? You can watch them in practice, and they've got all the fundamentals. But then when we get in a game, it's like they'll stop all the balls, but then they overthrow first base. Yeah, or yeah. they're you know, they throwing great, but they're not stopping the ball. Or, or the
0: next game, they're batsmen. They're hitting like crazy, but then something rolls between their legs. I know. It, we The problem is, is we can't put everything together. At the same time. Right. If we can't, we, if we could be the team we are in practice in mm-hmm. games. We'd kill everybody. We'd, we'd win it.
1: And they're working hard. They're doing so great. But we've got to put it all together to be able to win games.
0: Yep. And, and so I want to use that as kind of an illustration. Several years ago at our church, so my job at our church is executive pastor. And several years ago on our staff, we found this same thing to be true. We couldn't put all the things together, and um, and I would have some team members um, not quite understand team culture or what it took to succeed on our team, and listen, I shoulder the responsibility of some of that. Maybe I wasn't conveying it right to them. I wasn't being as good a leader as I could in those areas, and um, and I had to find a remedy for that. And uh, I and so I went searching, and there came this book came out a few years ago by a leadership guy named Patrick Lencioni. Maybe you've heard of him. He wrote uh, Five Dysfunctions of a Team, several other things, but he came out with this book called The Ideal Team Player. And and I read the book. I think I actually read it for a class with my um, graduate degree. And he talked about these three virtues that, um, that he felt made up the ideal team player. And he wrote the book for his company mm-hmm. and people kept coming to him. Hey, we want to know your virtues. And he's like, no, get your own virtues. Those <laughs> are ours. But he said, the more I got to thinking about it, the more I got to thinking, man, this could work anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you could have these three virtues, you could really be an ideal, an ideal, is that how you say it? Easy for An yourself. ideal team player uh-huh. wherever you go. And so I was like, Yes, this is perfect. And so we kind of adopted those virtues um, for our staff.
1: You didn't just get your own?
0: Uh, <laughs> I tried, but I'm very... These were so good. I was very lazy and I just got his. <laughs> they were so good. And honestly, we've probably used them in the past five years, four or five years. Mm-hmm. And it's been tremendous because what it's done is it's given our staff an understanding of not just skill-wise what it takes to work there, but really personal virtues that if I can maintain these three things personally, listen, I want people to try new things. I want you sure. to fail. That's If we're not failing, we're not trying. And we'll, we'll learn to fail forward, right? Um, skill-wise, we always have to learn and adapt. Gosh, we can send them to a conference. We can help them with training. But there are certain... Personal virtues that if you don't have, it's going to be very difficult working here. Yeah. and that's great in team sports or in organizations. But what about marriage? How does mm. teamwork, being an ideal team player, affect our our marriage?
1: Well, we and we just got out a book. We talk about it in the book, The Marriage Adventure, um, that teamwork is really important in your relationship and we do encourage you to go get the book. It's, uh, it's out now. But, um, but we started looking at this um, after we got the book out. It, we started talking about how it would really affect re- relationships better if we could have those virtues in our marriage. Mm. Um, because he saw those things, he mentioned them in successful organizations, but it really does translate into marriage. If you can have these three things that we're going to share today, man, You could work together better in your relationship, with parenting, with just getting things done around the house, and just reaching your mission as a
0: couple. Yeah, I hear it so often in counseling sessions that people, one or the other, doesn't feel like they have a teammate. Mm -hmm. And marriage is a team sport. You know, it takes two to make a thing go right. (laughs) and um, can you can you sing that that's a song for all <laughs> you young youngins listening yeah. um and uh, and and having teamwork in your marriage is is vital mm-hmm. so that is what we're going to talk about today we believe that god created marriage to be far more exciting than living together for 50 years to just buy homes attain status raise children and juggle day-to-day activities That's why we wrote the book, The Marriage Adventure, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. In this book, we'll help you see how a mission can not only change your family, but also change the world around you. Pick up your copy today on Amazon, Walmart.com, Barnes & Noble, or visit us at themarriageadventure.com.
1: So today we're talking about a book that kind of redefined the culture at, at your workplace, Daniel, and um,
0: which is our church.
1: Which, well, in your workplace, <laughs> That's right? I don't work there anymore. No, you're right. But it did redefine the culture in the workplace, which has redefined culture even um, at the church as a con- as a congregant. I go now. Well, I go. And,
0: I, and I'll tell you, as culture goes uh-huh. with any workplace, especially as a church, the health of the church is only as healthy as the the health yeah. of the staff and the culture yeah. of the staff, and um, and I think it just keeps going right on up. Mm-hmm. But th- these three virtues, this mm-hmm. uh, ideal team player, really helped solidify, revolutionize. It was one of the things that made our staff incredibly healthy. Mm-hmm. It's a ribbon that runs through all of our conversations. If we have to have an encouraging conversation, we encourage using these three virtues. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have to have a disciplinary conversation, we discipline or, you know, we have those conversations around these three virtues. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's really revolutionized the health of our staff.
1: Well, then we want to dig into those today. And we're I think. what are the virtues? What I know. are the virtues? I think we're going to have to take this week and ne- next week to cover all three of them. But we want to dig into what those are and talk about how these same traits can strengthen the teamwork in our marriage. So I'm going to just go on and throw them out there.
0: I feel like I need a drum roll.
1: Okay, so the three virtues are humble, hungry, and smart. Yes. So let's talk about the first one. All right. Um, So the first one is humble. And this is probably, would you say, the most important one maybe, especially in marriage?
0: Yeah, Lencioni says that, that he believes out of the three that this is the most important. Now, let me just kind of give you this um diagram in your head so that you can have this in your head over the next two episodes okay. but if you know what a venn diagram is it's basically three circles that kind of all converge in the middle mm-hmm. and if you take humble in one circle humble in another circle and smart hungry hungry excuse me
1: (laughs) humble humble
0: you gotta be very humble if you can take humble hungry smart put them in three different circles put them in this little venn diagram they all will meet in the middle so that if you're right in the middle of those three you're the ideal team player now we all are going to lean towards one or two of them more than the other and over the course of your life or seasons, you're going to probably lean in and out of different one of them's. But for the most part, if we can have a decent balance of all three of those, Lencioni says that, man, you can work anywhere um, and you can be an ideal team player. He believes, and I also believe, that um, humility is probably the biggest and most important of these, uh, of these three virtues.
1: Okay, so when we're talking about humility, we're not just talking about a lack, Of confidence or or it's not just you know you know not having a big ego or being Mm -hmm. arrogant Mm -hmm. what is what exactly is well a lot
0: of of people think humility is oh i really don't like myself no Mm -hmm. i'm not really good that's that's false humility right um but c.s lewis once defined humility and i love this um he said it's not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less
1: Meaning less often.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I can be very confident
1: mm-hmm. in
0: my abilities and who I am, um, but think of others more than myself, and that's humility.
1: Well, that confidence in in just – I think there's that – you have to have this confidence, meaning this understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am, and it's not going to shake me if I – you know, if I make a big mistake and everybody – you know, I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I just messed that up, and everybody knows I did – I'm going to be okay because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know whose I am. Mm-hmm. I know who I am, and I can accept responsibility for that and move on. Um, but that's that's being humble. It's like, okay, I, I messed up, but that doesn't change who I am. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, Scripture has a lot to say about that, obviously. I mean, when you look at the person of Christ, mm-hmm. you're looking at an incredible, humble, incredibly humble person that put others first. I mean, yeah. that was his whole mission here on earth. But Philippians 2 8 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in likeness of men. And being found in human form, listen to this. He humbled himself mm-hmm. by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so good. And and I'm gonna be humble. I read that, I don't have that for me.
1: <laughs> well, in in Christ's humility, it wasn't that he was lowly, he was he was God. He was yeah there was all confidence in who he was and his mission and what God sent him here for. He knew who he was. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: He knew what he could do.
1: But he chose to serve others and to have humility and say, you know what, I don't have to be mm-hmm. center stage. There were times that, I mean, he, he constantly said that the greatest among you will be the servant of all, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be great in the kingdom you, you serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so in marriage, what does that look like? I mean, well, know,
0: I I think humility in marriage is, is uber important. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I counsel couples, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons a lot of couples come in is they don't realize it, but there's a lack of humility. Mm-hmm. It, it's that um, I'm not thinking of them more than I think of myself. Because mm-hmm. we've said it before, we're incredibly selfish people. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Ephesians five twenty one and 31 talks about submitting to each other, mm-hmm. you know, out of reverence for who? Christ. Christ, the ultimate hum, hum, humble one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, and that we have to submit to each other. Well, and that takes marriage. humility. Mm-hmm.
1: To, to say, I don't have to be right all the time. Mm-hmm. I can put your needs above my needs. Um, and if I, if you mess, it also says, hum- humility also says, if you mess up, I don't have to rub that in your face.
0: Mm.
1: I'm humble enough to s- not have to stand up and say, you lose, I win. <laughs> but if I
0: don't rub it in your face, then I don't win.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's the thing about marriage if one of us wins, that means somebody lost. and God has put us together as a couple as a team it's like one. if one person on our team on Kobe's baseball team, I mean if one person wins and hits a home run, but everybody else does everything else terrible, you're not the whole team's going to lose mm-hmm. just because one person does something great. We have to win, we win as a team, we lose as a team mm-hmm. And that humility says we're in this together mm-hmm. and even if you messed up, I'm by your side. We're going to we're going to get through this together. And I'm not going to hold it against you and I'm not going to say I'm better than you because I didn't do that because the mm-hmm. minute I say that, then I'm the next one to screw up.
0: So if you think about in marriage, if uh if there there's no one person that wins, right? Well, it's mm-hmm. just what you were saying. That means we have to the only way the relationship wins or moves forward is if we find win-win solutions. What does it take to find win-win solutions? Humility. Mm-hmm. Because typically when couples get in arguments, there's there's really, we've said this before, there's really no, nine times out of ten, there's probably no right or wrong answer. Yeah, The right answer is what you agree upon. The problem is, is they can't agree upon anything mm-hmm. because there's too much pride, there's too much arrogance, and there's not enough humility to be able to say, hey, listen, I, you're you're right. Or...
1: I'm sorry. I don't know who's yeah.
0: right, but let's try your way. Yeah. We well, might both be wrong. I don't know, but let's let's
1: try your way. And Yeah. And most of the time when we've got this disagreement between us, it's the thing that keeps me from that from just stopping right away and saying, Okay, let's try your way is there's there's just this thing in me that's like, Oh, if I just if I give in right now, then I just don't want to admit I'm wrong.
0: You're gonna lose the upper hand. I'm
1: gonna lose the upper hand and I don't know what it is. It is like this just you know, the devil and the angel one on one shoulder, one on the other. It's like, oh, don't don't you dare let him win. And yeah. it's, just, it's just flesh. It's just me not walking with the Lord and walking in the Spirit when I'm going to choose to hold on to that more than take that step in towards you and humble myself and say, you know what, I don't know who's right and wrong in this, but let's talk about it in a more civil way than we just did. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for the way I'm approaching this. I'm being very... Um, I'm being very prideful in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's usually what keeps me from coming back to the table quickly and saying, let's just, you know, I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, what if one person is very humble, but the other person's very prideful? Mm-hmm. How hard is that?
1: Well, first of all, it's really hard to approach a person who's prideful. Um, it's hard to approach them when they're wrong because you know they're not going to admit it. But it's yeah. hard to approach it when I'm wrong because you feel like they're going to rub that in my face. It makes it hard for me to be humble when I live with someone who's not. Um,
0: makes a very unsafe environment.
1: Yeah, I feel very unsafe to come to you and say, you know what, maybe I- I'm never going to admit I'm wrong to someone that's never admits they're wrong. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, man, they're always right and they think I'm always wrong. And I feel like I- I'm not safe to come to you. And admit I was wrong about something because you're never going to admit you're yeah. wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't create uh, an environment to where I feel like I can be transparent mm-hmm. because if if somebody is very prideful and not humble, and if I'm and if I'm transparent with them, then I'm I feel like they're going to use that against me.
1: Well, and I'll say I've had friendships before where. I've come back and I've said, you know, I'm really sorry for how I handled that. It was really hard to go to that person because I was fearful of how they would would respond to me in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it wasn't like, you know what, I forgive you. It was like, well, you shouldn't. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I just get the beat down all over again. And it makes it really hard to, especially if you're married to that person, I would think it would be really hard to ever have peace. Mm Mm-hmm genuine peace that you're able to move on from and not hold a grudge. Yeah,
0: we all probably have those people in our life that uh, we feel like hell would have frozen over if they ever <laughs> said, "I'm sorry. I apologize." Or I was wrong. Or yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. Um and you probably are thinking of those people right now.
1: I hope you're not thinking of your spouse. That's Yeah. difficult. I hope you're not thinking of me. <laughs> right? Right. It
0: is, but I you know going back, Linsey only felt like this is the most important of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it so important? Why is it the I think the most important? We think the most important of all three of these.
1: I think if you can't, if I can't be humble, I'm never going to be able to assess myself in the other areas accurately. Mm-hmm. If I am not humble, I'm never going to be able to admit I was not being humble <laughs> yeah. or not being hungry or smart. I won't be able to view myself accurately. Or if I can do that, it's going to be really hard for me to admit it. Yeah. And that's hard to come to the table in a relationship and say, okay, here's some things I need to work on if I'm not humble.
0: Yeah. It takes humility to look in that mirror. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in high school sports, the, uh, the coaches used to, we'd go back and we'd watch the, the film, the game film from, you know, Friday night or whenever, and, uh, and they'd always used to say, the big eye don't lie, and mm-hmm. that means the camera doesn't lie, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like the rest of us, maybe you came through COVID, if you're listening, and maybe you um, maybe you comforted a little, you know, consoled yourself a little too much with comfort food, mm-hmm. and then you look in the mirror, or you try on the pants, the, they don't lie, mm-hmm. and um, no one moved that button, mm-hmm. it stayed where it was, and, um, and it takes humility to go back and watch game film. Yeah, and 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 it takes humility to, to not blame yeah. others. And gosh, I, we get that so many times in working with marital um, issues is blame, mm-hmm. and uh, and and people are not willing to accept their their faults and their wrong. And so, yeah, if you can't self assess, there's not a whole lot of hope mm-hmm. for you or your
1: marriage. Well, I know in your organization. If you've got someone who's not humble or willing to accept responsibility for the areas they need growth in, there's what do you a, do with
0: there's that? There's not a whole lot I can do with it. Yeah. I mean, we give them opportunities. We talk. We, we show them. But if if it's a constant blame or, uh, well, we'll just dis- agree to disagree, mm-hmm. listen, in this organization, I need you to agree. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to agree, mm-hmm. especially, you know, on, on vital things. And so, um, so you have self-awareness and humility is, is utmost.
1: I know you have your team. Um, they'll assess themselves in those three areas, and then they'll sit down and evaluate their teammates in those areas. Right? Well, we've
0: um, we ask every every um, team member or employee, if you want to call it that, you know, someone on, on staff with us, to assess themselves. Um, in, in these three areas, but their team leader, their direct report good. assesses them. Right. Now you can do, uh, team assessments. Mm-hmm. We've done that one time. It's not recommended because it can blow up. Sure. Um, if something doesn't need to be blowed up, I'd rather not blow <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah. And, um, but, but it is really, it's really telling because more often than not what I've seen in our organization and this is cause we have a great, we have a great staff, we have great people. Mm-hmm. The teammate usually assesses themselves lower than their direct report does. Mm. Wow, um, which is great. I love that um, they're a little bit more harsh on themselves than even the the dir- their direct report is. But it's good because when people do great things, we're able to come back and say, "Man, that was so humble," or mm-hmm. you know, "That you were really that great work ethic there. You were yeah. really hungry." Ooh, I just, just mm-hmm. revealed a little bit of next week. But, um, but we're able to use that verbiage to assess, and I think in marriage, um, I don't think we assess each other in marriage, I mean, I think that's a that could be a dangerous ground, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but I do think it is a good you can use these three things as a point of conversation mm-hmm. when uh when you have to have that you know that hard conversation with each other to sit mm-hmm. down and say, "Hey, um, there's one thing that did it kind of hurt my feelings it was." I felt like you were looking out for yourself more than me. I and mean, that's not the norm for you, but I mm-hmm. did want to point it out. Mm-hmm. And so you can use this verbiage uh, as a common understanding.
1: So if if a couple's listening to this today, well, if one person's listening to this today, the best scenario is for both to have this understanding yeah. and be willing to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly when it deals with humility, it's going to take... You saying, man, how do I approach my spouse? Mm-hmm. Do I always have to be right? Do they, you know, do I look at them and, and they are the one who always has to give in? Am I unbending? Am I, um, am I willing to share the spotlight and that, without fear of, of feeling left out? Or-
0: and that is stifling and it will choke out a relationship when you've got one spouse that's unbending and will not change and always has to be right. Mm-hmm. And um, that it's it's devastating.
1: Well, and there's sometimes that we've just got to be willing to take the back seat and not feel threatened by it. Mm-hmm. We, we want our spouse to shine. We want them to feel valued, and we want them to, to have their day in the sun, so to speak. And And sometimes people feel threatened by that if they're not truly humble. And that mm-hmm. might be a good question for you. How do you feel when your spouse gets a big win Mm -hmm. and you're kind of the the one the wind beneath their wings so to speak
0: yeah to liken this to the workplace I mean that was something that I really I don't know if I struggled struggled with it but I had to deal with it you know 20 years in worship ministry being on stage every week Mm -hmm. you know you're in a quote-unquote I mean if you want to call it limelight position but you're on stage people are hearing you they're seeing you
1: they know who
0: you are know who you are and um and i went from a very prominent on stage visible visible, say that position to one as executive pastor where um
1: it's more behind the scenes there's a lot of
0: people that don't know I'm on staff at the church. yeah <laughs> I mean I've had people say you new work, people are like, do you work here? <laughs> you know and I'm, yeah, yeah I do and every you know maybe once or twice a year I'm on stage Yeah, um, which is totally fine because I'm very passionate about what I do but I had it was different you know yeah. after 20 years of this yeah and uh, to go into a a, a, a very non-visible position behind, behind the scenes, scenes. Mm-hmm. position and um and the, and help elevate other people yes to the position you used to be in yeah. uh into that visible position mm-hmm. and not try to control that but be there there uh
1: yeah when, to build them when up. beneath their wings <laughs> to build them
0: up and encourage yeah. them and um and that's a that's a really important thing in marriage is to be able to to let your spouse have the limelight or let your spouse be right or let your spouse win, mm-hmm. you know, and that's humility. It's thinking of others, it's thinking of your spouse more than yourself. And I think um, if we're talking about teamwork and being a team player in marriage, I think that's probably the biggest.
1: Okay, so we just laid the foundation now for the other two for next for next so yeah so you got to come back next episode and hear um about the other two we told you what they are but if you're binge
0: listening just let it roll let it
1: roll but yeah so there are two more that we're going to talk about that make up an ideal team player and next week we're going to talk about how those two work into your marriage as well so that's
0: right that's it for this uh this episode take care thanks for listening Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.